ML Nation, episode 253. If I could get to that same 100 people with doing a different technique on marketing or something like that, that's when I'll kind of say, okay, you know what, this works. Now let's go push it and do it a little little harder and, and get in front of more people. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. Super excited to be here. And I want to start off with my purpose and vision. My purpose is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. That's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing because, number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents and create a legacy because we're always leading by example. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. So what about you? What's your purpose and vision? Your, your purpose and vision has got to be clear. It's got to be big. Otherwise, you're just not going to do the things, sometimes the tough, rough things you don't want to do, but you have to do. It's your purpose and vision that really pushes you. So make sure you're clear with your purpose and vision. Now, before we start, let's check out today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from Melody Campbell. It says, I love this podcast and trying out the ML Nation Insider 2. I've learned so much and fuels my daily activity. Thank you, Simon, to you and your guests for sharing your wealth of information. One day I'll be a guest on your show when my results have created value. Awesome, Melody. Thank you so much. Uh, and one feedback I'll give you is like, not when my results, you know, when my, I guess I would say your results are destined. Your success is destined. I think someone asked me that, did you have any doubt you'd be successful? And I think I had no doubt. Now, I knew it was going to be tough, and I didn't know exactly the, you know, the tumbles and the crazy stuff I had to go through, but you really have to have your clear purpose vision, see it, visualize your success, and when you do that, you become a lot more confident, and people are buying your confidence. So anyway, by the way, ML Nation, if you love the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot, not only just uh, for our team, but for, it allows other distributors find our show, and it also lets the whole community, the world know how strong we are. So please do that. And last thing, before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training and stories just like ML Nation. Go check them out at mlnnation.net forward slash times. And now let's go to today's show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Dan Ragsdale. Dan, are you ready to make it happen? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on your show. been a fan of it for a very long time, and I'm just excited and pumped up, and hopefully I could uh, give some good information. <laughs> Dan Ragsdale got forced into network marketing profession when he got sick 10 years ago and realized he needed residual income. 
he got started. He would hear a story. And just in the last three years, talking about the leadership, Dan has been the number one distributor and the top earner at a network marketing company. In 2015, Dan got voted as one of the top 50 male network marketers by businessfromhome.org. Aside from being a successful leader, Dan is also a father of three kids and another one expecting in February. He lives out in Los Angeles, California. So, Dan, I just given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you got started in network marketing. Yeah, well, I got, a, I guess, a unique story, and that's why I like sharing it, because I want people to kind of hear uh, what got me into network marketing and hopefully take that action before something happens or if they're in that same situation right now, uh, that there is an option to go out there and uh, create some income and take care of your family. So it goes back to when I was uh, 20, 21, 22 years old. I was a single father uh, working construction and uh, had no idea about what network marketing was or anything, but what happened is I was working and uh, got real sore and stiff one day at work and decided, hey, you know, I need to go home, something's wrong, and ended up being stuck in bed, and I couldn't get out of bed for about eight months. Um, Alex said at the time I was a single dad. I had my daughter Haley, who was two at the time, and uh, I was scared because I didn't have an income. I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. So at that time, I started looking for different ways where I could make income from home uh, while I was able to get myself my health taken care of then also take care of my daughter and I kept coming across network marketing and residual income so I was doing a little more research on it obviously digging in and caught my attention and it was weird like at the same time I was doing this research I get a phone call from a friend saying hey look I got a way for you to make some extra money can you come to my friend's house and check out this opportunity so I was like yeah I had no clue what I was going to I show up and of course it's a network marketing event and uh, the individual is talking in front of the room and, and he was sharing how Within seven months of joining the company he was with, he's able to create a $7,000 a month residual income. And at that time, I still wasn't sure what a residual income was. But as they explained, you know, it's growing your business and getting paid over and over for doing one thing and, and building that team and organization where you get paid on everyone's efforts. So I was sitting here thinking like, okay, uh, the doctor just told me I won't be walking in a year. Um, I got to take care of my daughter. Disability, just it, what, my mindset, it wasn't something that I was even considering going on because I wanted to do more. Always had a high hopes and expectations. So I was like, hey, you know what? This is something I definitely need to take a look at. So I uh, joined the company. Uh, didn't do too well, uh, probably because I didn't know much of much of anything. But uh, what I started looking at is uh, one thing that was taught by people going to different meetings and learning from top income earners and stuff like that was I was starting to say, you know what, can I do what they're doing and am I willing to put in the work to develop the skills to get there? And I said, heck yeah, I could definitely do that, which I believe anyone can. Um, and this one quote I remember from uh, one of the owners of the company, he said, I said, hey, what's some advice you could give me? And uh, I was getting his autograph on one of those home business magazines and he said, he wrote on it, he said, Daniel, never, ever, 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 ever give up. And I was sitting there reading it like, that's the advice I'm getting? But then the, the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, you know what? If that's all it takes is never giving up and keep going out there and doing it, you know, that's something I can do. Uh, so, uh, you know, my, my first big breakthrough was about three and a half, four years ago with the company. Um, I just decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to worry about what my upline does, uh, you know, who's around me. I'm going to focus on myself and being that uh, person that I want to follow. And uh, once I took that advice to, for myself, um, I was able to be the number one in, income earner and distributor in the company and uh, kept that title uh, the whole entire time I was there. Okay, so all in, uh, you said all in, and people use that. It's almost like a cliche. What do you mean by all in? So what is, uh, 
Yeah. The, the biggest part, I think, when I, me personally, and, I, and I've seen it a lot going through the years of being in the industry, um, what, what I would always kind of go around is, was I was thinking like, okay, I need a, you know, this, the specific upline, you know, that leader, that's going to help me get to where I want to be. Um, I want, there, there was a lot of excuses I would tell myself, like, you know, I need the right upline, I need to get the right people in my organization. Um, I gave myself a lot of excuses, and I was always kind of putting not the blame, but, you know, I was always looking somewhere else other than myself to make sure it happened. And uh, it didn't get me real far. I would bring people into the business, but I wouldn't see my organization growing and uh, relying on my upline just wasn't something I ever wanted to do anymore. So when I decided I'm going all in, I remember telling myself, the company was in pre-launch, and I, I was telling myself, you know what, this time around, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say, what can I do for the company? Um, how can I help everyone in the company, whether they're my organization or not? Uh, I'm going to go do what I can to make this be the company that everyone else wants to be a part of. So I put that uh, responsibility on myself, which I was used to always, you know, putting it other places and said, I'm not going to look left. I'm not going to look right. I'm going to go all in and make sure that I'm going to be successful and it's going to rely on me and what I do and how I help everyone else. When you say you're going to be responsible for everything, we know leadership is a responsibility. Uh, give us some examples of someone that can be responsible. So someone that's out there listening or right, watching right now. And by the way, if this has been good, please give a thumbs up, heart, share, share with other people. So how can they increase their responsibility? In what ways can they be responsible for their success? What, what I think people can start doing is, is don't wait for things to happen. You know, if I thought there was, should have been another opportunity call or another training call, an event, um, or someone in my organization needed to be reached out to, I made sure I did it. Because I know at that time, I had a lot more time on my hands than maybe some of these people that you know that have large organizations. So I was thinking, how can I help them? And I, don't wanna, I didn't want to be that person anymore that relied on everyone. I would say, hey, you know what? I could go to Daniel. Daniel's going to be an asset. And uh, you know, some of the calls I was doing at the beginning, whether it was training or the opportunity, might not have been that great. But it allowed me to go out there and uh, be an asset to what you know I wanted to do in my team and, and organization and company. So basically just taking action, being proactive. Absolutely. Not waiting for other people to do what you want to get done, doing it yourself if needed. What was like the craziest thing you've done? That, uh, like, for example, for me, uh, thinking back to my past, back in 2005, uh, I wanted to go out to Malaysia. And my upline actually didn't want me to go to Malaysia. He wanted me to focus in the U.S., but I just went out anyway. I just did some online leads, got some leads. And so what was the craziest thing you did? Like, looking back, other people would say crazy, but you knew it wasn't crazy because that's what responsibility was. Yeah, um, man, crazy things. I think uh, just going back to, to looking at everything is – is just going out there and trying anything. Um, I was told that everything works and nothing doesn't, and I really wanted to try that. As you know, I would try have an idea like, hey, you know, I'd go, hey, I think this would work. I think this could help get me more people. And you know, the other person that I'm talking to might say, hey, you know what, you know, that doesn't sound good, or I don't know yet, I haven't tried it. So I'd go out there and any idea I had, I put into action to see if it worked but also put into action long enough to make sure you give it an opportunity to work. Don't try it for a day or two and say, hey, I'm not getting the results. Really go out there and uh, see if it works. But I think it was just, it's experimenting. You know, I, I want to go out there and I'm willing to try stuff, even though it might take a while to get results. 
And, uh, you know, just don't look at it as like I'm winning or losing or not doing well. Just look at it as a learning experience of, you know, finding out what works and what doesn't. Fantastic advice. Um, you said, I love that. Everything works and nothing doesn't. That's, that's, that's what you said? Yes. <laughs> so basically, if you don't do it, nothing will work, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just taking action, doing it. So um, how long should you, you know, I think a lot of people with a big mistake, they jump from ideas. They have lots of great ideas, but they don't let, kind of like tea, you got to let it seep. They don't give you enough, to, or wine has to age well. They don't give you enough time for the idea. How long would you, should someone spend time on the idea before they jump to something else? You know what? What I kind of what I base off what I do um, is the results that I'm getting. I want to make sure that I get it in front of enough people. You know, if I'm going to try something new with advertising, or I'm going to try a new you know business card handout or online marketing, I base it off how many people I could expose it to and what the response is. So for me, it's not necessarily a time thing, but it's if I could get my message in front of you know, let's say a hundred people. And I'm used to getting in front of 100 people another way, and I could get, let's like, say, 10 interested. If I could get to that same 100 people with doing a different technique on marketing or something like that, and I could get close to 10, same results that I was getting with something else, that's when I'll kind of say, okay, you know what, this works. Now let's go push it and do it a little, little harder and, and get in front of more people. That is really good advice. So it's not necessarily times the amount of people. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's really good. And 100 is a good. When you get to talk to 100, you kind of have a idea of how well it works right like yeah yeah what i what i what i like to do is that when i first got started i i was i couldn't talk to people i was scared to pick up the phone you know i would get the lead and i'd stare at it for three weeks before i um, ever called anyone so what what i started doing is i i realized early on that i lacked the skill of maybe someone speaking in front of a room that's been doing it for a long time that i had to make up in numbers for what i lacked in skill so i used to set a goal of I'm going to talk to 100 people a day. And then I'd go out there and I would track it. So I realized, you know, because um, what I kind of learned is from a, a mentor of mine, he talked about, you know, going out there and getting those exposures. I know when starting, especially network marketing, getting in front of a lot of people is very important, but everyone does it in different, you know, time. I would do 100 people a day, but I still know people that are maybe new or been in network marketing for a while. They, you know, it takes them maybe a year to talk to 100 people. Um, so when you're talking about the time and everything, that hundred's a good number for me because I can really start kind of seeing what it takes, how many people need to talk to you to get a certain result. So yeah. that's kind of. So you said a hundred people a day. When I yeah, when I first started, I, I would pick up the phone book and I would go through uh, business owners and I'd start calling them because I wanted to make and it'd be a hundred contacts. It wouldn't be a hundred phone calls. Um, it would be I had to talk to a hundred people. Uh, before I could finish my day, and, and that's what I did. Wow, very, very good. So that's, a, by the way, that's an awesome lesson right there. Some people say, I don't have anyone to talk to, or I don't have money to buy leads, do marketing. Hey, there's a phone book there, tens of thousands of people yeah. there. And I think it's, and, and also notice that Daniel didn't say call 100, he actually talked to 100. Now, I think here's a couple of things. Like, number one, if you talk to 100, you realize what works and what doesn't work. And also, uh, by the, when you call 100, you definitely become rejection proof, right? And the third thing is, when you, by the hundredth person, you're probably pretty darn good at the open whatever what you're yeah. saying to them, right? <laughs> so it's very good. I think a lot of people they jump too quickly, and like, you know the compound effect, the one percent getting better, better. They don't stay in long enough. They talk to five, ten people, and they never really did that, that kind of like the compound interest develop. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's huge with 
something and like I said, it took me a while, Simon, to, to get this to actually understand it for it to click in my brain. I think I might uh, be a little slower than some people at picking up on things, but it was, you know, I wanted to learn fast. I wanted to talk to a lot of people, but you know, talking about wasn't the hundred phone calls, it was a hundred contacts because then I could really look at my numbers, how many people I talked to, how many people, you know, responded positively to it and how many people signed up. Um, you know, you could really track it when you go by the contacts. Cause I might call a hundred people one day, I talk to 10, I might call a hundred people the next day, talk to 30. It's not really something you could gauge stuff off of. So initially, I mean, obviously you're tracking, so you know your numbers. How many people did you had to talk to a hundred to get one sign up? What's the number? Was that the number? Yeah. Well, when I first started, it was in actually it was in direct sales, and we had like a twenty thousand dollar buy-in, so it was a, a little more difficult then. <laughs> well, okay. Um, how long? What was your aha moment? Like your breakthrough moment where you kind of figured it out and things got easy for you? A uh, big aha moment for me was realizing that uh, I was just as good as everyone else. Like I said, I had to develop my skills. But if I could go out there and talk to enough people, expose enough people to the information that, you know, there's the saying that say you, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So I knew if I just got myself out there and talked to enough people, gave myself a chance to actually succeed, that I would do well. I think uh, uh, just going to what I see and what have I, I've experienced personally is early on, it was that hey, you know what, I talk to 10, 15 people a day, I haven't seen any results, something's wrong with me, I'm not good enough. Or it's, hey, you know what, I need to give myself a chance to succeed. And uh, I follow and, and mentor and talk to a lot of top incomers, and, and they're talking to a whole heck of a lot of people every single day. So I think that's it, is give yourself a chance to succeed and, and get yourself out there. Hmm. What other methods have you used, aside from phone book and stuff, what other ways have you put, put yourself out there so you can hit that number? You get good fast. Yelch, man. Okay. Um, what I've done everything from from posting flyers, uh, to what we call curiosity cards, where you get like a little, uh, you know, sentence or two to try to pique someone's interest with my phone number to call me. You know, if they're interested in making more money, uh, do a lot of stuff on Facebook advertising. Uh, you know, Craigslist works sometimes as well. Um, you know, I know a lot of social media platforms out there work, but. Uh, my main focus right now where I'm getting pretty great results as far as leads and generating my own is uh, Facebook advertising. Facebook. So I know uh, with – by the way, this is awesome information out there. Give us some love, hearts. Please share this. I, you know, Dan just gave you all the different ways to get leads. Get back to Facebook. I know Facebook doesn't allow advertising for network marketing, right? So how do you uh, get around that? Uh, what I do is I have my, my business page where it's, uh, I think it's Daniel Ragsdale Network Marketing Professional, and uh, I'll just create ads. Um, I have one up there right now that's getting pretty good results. Is just kind of saying, hey, look, I'm looking for some people who make an extra five ten thousand $10,000 a month, and I'll change numbers. Sometimes it's $500, $1,000 a month. You know, if you're interested in starting your own home-based business, send me a message, stuff like that. And then uh, there's ways, obviously, through Facebook to target market other uh, people with common interests, like uh, one thing I'll do is, you know, Eric Warre, GoPro, you know, people who like that page, I'll target my um, audience to there and stuff like that. It's actually a great way because um, I bought leads and done different stuff like that and I see a better return off 
um, advertising for my own business page than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a question from Laurie out in Kansas. How do you keep your track of your records? So obviously you sound, you're very anal about, uh, very meticulous about tracking your numbers. What do you use? Yeah, pen and paper. Pen and, <laughs> pen and paper, that's it. Um, I, I've looked at, you know, try to do it on my phone in different programs. Um, I, I get a legal notepad, and what I'll do is I'll sit and I'll write down. I'll have a column for uh, calls or contacts. Um, and I don't, like I said, I don't track how many people I've called. I, co- I, contra- um, I track how many people I've contacted. So what I'll do is I'll go through there and I'll set my goal. And I, I recommend setting it, you know, somewhere to 10 to 20 people per day um, if you want to see some good results and if it increase it, if you want to see better results. And I'll just make sure I hit my 10 to 20 contacts. And uh, as I mark it down, I'll mark down who's interested, who I sent information to. And then the next thing I will track is who responded to the information I sent or who I followed up with. And then the last and most important one, obviously, is uh, who actually signed up. And uh, I'll look at it for a month period of time. Um, I don't like looking at days because, uh, you know, numbers fluctuate. But when you give it, when you track it day by day, week by week, month by month, you could really start narrowing down on what your numbers are. Because um, I know right now, if I expose ten people to my business, I'll get three of them to actually look at the information. I'll get one person to sign up. Those are my numbers right now. So um, everyone's will be different, and uh, it's just a good way to understand. Okay, this is what I got to do to hit my goal and, and enroll a certain amount of distributors. Hey, ML Nation, Dan just gave a really big key nugget there about tracking, looking at a month at a time. I think most distributors, and, and you know, talking to you reminds me of what I used to do. I, I had a spreadsheet, because I'm more of a computer person, but I would track every single day. But I never, you don't, I don't really look at it until a month at a time, because when you look at it too much, you tend to like overreact, you get emotional about it, and you make a drastic adjustments before you have a big enough sample size. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that it's like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's you have to, when I talk about giving yourself a chance to succeed, you know, and, and the other thing, 30 days isn't a long time either, but you could start understanding and seeing trends on what you personally need to do. And uh, tracking numbers for me, it, it's the biggest thing. It could really, you know, if I know I need to hit a certain rank or hit a certain goal, um, I know exactly what I need to do to make that happen instead of kind of just like, all right, talk to this person. They're not interested. Let me go to the next person. I know what I have to do. I, lo- I love this conversation because I'm very anal about tracking, and I think most distributors do not track. How important is it to track? And I know you talked about it, but please emphasize, how important is it to track your numbers? I think it's one of the most important things that's not talked about enough because um, you, you, have to know, you have to know your numbers. I mean, you have to know what it takes for you. I mean, like I said, my numbers will be different than your assignment. They'll be different than everyone listening uh, to the show right now. It's you have to do it because, you know, at the end of the day, we're in a business. We need to know uh, what it takes to get a certain result. And if you're not tracking what you're doing, you know, you're kind of out there kind of, you know, in the wind, not not understanding what needs to get done. But also more important, what I think that that I like about it is I know because when I used to get discouraged earlier, you know, when I when I first started, if, if I wasn't getting a certain result or I saw someone else doing better than me. I was sitting there like, oh, man, how are they doing it? What am I doing wrong? But once I started tracking it, I could say, okay, look, if I want to hit this goal or I want to hit this promotion, whatever it is this month, I got to go talk to 100 people by Friday. And I would go get it done. And um, 
also on top of tracking numbers, man, you you got to follow up with people. Uh, I think that's the second biggest uh, second thing that's real huge um, is uh, not enough people follow up. They'll send them a link, they'll get them on a call, they get into a meeting, and then they kind of wait for that person to come back. You know, I know once I talk to someone, uh, they get my website. I'm following up with them pretty much every day until they either sign up or tell me to get lost. <laughs> hey, by the way, one of my best friends and also my mentor that got me going steve schwartz is in the house so what's up steve you're on facebook live and uh, big, by the way steve has been on ml nation i think episode 24 23 i forgot but you can go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast and just look for steve schwartz steve is out there and he's the guy who really got me to tracking numbers because he told me hey this is back all the way back in 2004 if you know your numbers do you certain amount uh and i used to be like when i first started one out of 30 actually it was like 30 something 42 was the first sign-up. Then the more you do it, you get better and better and better. But unless you track like the way Dan says, you really don't know how well you're getting better. You know, you really don't see it. So thank you for sharing that. I want to move on and talk about uh, your worst. This is my favorite question. What is the your worst, worst moment in network marketing? And then what are the lessons you learned from that and how did you, how did you overcome it? Oh, man, I have a few to choose from. Um, but I think it's a, something that happens to more people than uh, th- than just me. But it's when there's a big change at a company. Um, a hard time for me uh, with with my pre with the company I was working with was changing ownership, changing a comp plan, and kind of just changing the whole direction of the company that where where it was headed. Uh, you know, because uh, stump the way it was working out for me, it was like, hey, you know, we're doing the calls, uh, we're doing the meetings, and everything's great. The next thing I know, it's like. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, company sold, and I was just like sitting there, like, um, "Are you kidding me? What the heck just happened?" And uh, it was a big eye opener for me. And um, what what kind of I, the way I kind of dealt with it was, you know, I just decided, okay, you know what? Let's just keep going, like like nothing's happening. Uh, not hap- not like it didn't happen, but you know, people most of the time I think joined the business because uh, they wanted to be in business with me and and my team. So I realized that change in ownership might not necessarily be a bad thing. It ended up being a really good thing for uh, the company and it, and the the growth that we had in the direction. So um, when, when there's stuff like that, I know it happens all the time. Uh, it's just try to sit back and not react to it with your first emotional reaction. Uh, give it time, see how it plays out, because uh, I know it could be scary uh, for a lot of people because a lot of people are doing it full time. It's their income. It's their life. You know, their family and friends and their team and organization is, uh, you know, depending on it. But don't get too emotional and react right away, which I I did in private, (laughs) but no one else, you know, really knew. But it was just, uh, you know, kind of see what happens and um, give time, give stuff time to kind of play out. So how do you say to people like uh, who say like, well, in network marketing, you're supposed to get this residual income. But now this company gets bored out, changes plans. I see it's not really residual, Dan. You're not getting security. And so how do you react to that? And why did you just stay with network marketing? You know what? Um, number one, I love the industry. I love what we do. Um, I, I don't think there's anything funner to do. I, I can't picture. There's a couple times where I've considered getting a job, and then I kind of think about what having a job would uh, entail and, and all that stuff. Um, what What I like about it is, uh, what it what it can be for a period of time. I know everything changes. Chances are, if you're with the company now, uh, there's going to be a point in time where you the company might not be around. You might have to move on. Uh, but I, I look at the relationships that I built, uh, friendships, and also business relationships, 
And uh, those have continued to take me further and further in my life, made me a better person, a better network marketer, better businessman. And um, I think you look at that, look at what you learned in that period of time and how you could go and implement it or use what you learned and the connections that you made to go take your next step or, you know, your next chapter in your network marketing career is, um, you know, it's, you know, this stuff's kind of built in cycles and companies have their growth and they, they have the time where they stable out, you know, whatever it is that just keep moving forward. I mean, because uh, when, when we hit it, when we start really building and your organization, your business is going well, you could really make a whole heck of a lot of money. And uh, the biggest thing for me is it gives me that time freedom to be here with my, uh, my wife and kids and, um, being at gone at a job, uh, it's just kind of not, not not in my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I love the lifestyle that allows us to have. And you know, if it's not the company you're with now, you know, keep pushing. It might be one, you know, down the road. And chances are, it's going to be a connection that you made with uh, where you're at right now. And it's like you said, the person you become, right? That no one can take that away from you. Like the Dan today, it's very different from the Dan even two years ago. Definitely. Right. Um, you had said that one of the aha moments was the how to be that person, to be the person that people want to join, right? So some of our listeners and viewers here, they have like lack of confidence. It's like, well, I want to be Dan Ragsdale. I should be like him, but I don't think I can be like that. Just maybe like the way you were when you first started. You saw all these yes. leaders and you're trying to get an autograph. But how did you get that belief and the confidence that you can be like that? Uh, honestly, Simon, it was that it was scared me to not be able to achieve it. Um, I was more afraid of where my life would be or, or what I would be doing for a living if I didn't make it happen. And I was sitting here thinking, okay, worst, what's the worst thing that could happen to me if I go out there and I start talking in front of a room, I start leading phone calls and trainings. What's the worst thing that could happen to me? And I was sitting here thinking, okay, just like everything else, I might suck at the beginning, um, but I will continue to get better, just like anything we ever do. Um, and I was sitting there thinking, like, you know what? I will be uncomfortable. Like I said, when I used to, when I first started, um, I would sit there literally for two, three, four hours. I'd have a list of names and phone numbers to call. I'd be shaking looking at that phone. I did not want to call people. Then I got to the point where I dialed the number. They'd pick up. I'd hang up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to talk to the next person. Or, you know, I wasn't ready to talk. But it was just keep keep pushing through that uncomfortability, uh, making sure that, that I just didn't quit and uh, realize that just like anything else every human does, uh, you know, it's going to take time, but we can develop the skills. And uh, worst case scenario, I mean, I wasn't, my health wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to be harmed physically or anything. It was just I was going to be uncomfortable for a little bit until I got better um, at my skill. Awesome. So you've been in the profession for about a decade. Um, How have you seen the profession change since you got started? Oh, I I, I love where it's at right now. I think it's, uh, it's not on the outside looking in, people looking at network marketing. I don't think it has that as much of a negative, you know, network marketing pyramid, all that stuff. I think it's becoming more acceptable. I think with uh, social media and uh, the internet and everything that we have right now, uh, people are seeing that people are really loving network marketing. I mean, now I don't know anyone who hasn't been a part of network marketing and uh, that, you know, just starting off little and making a little extra income could, could really help a lot of people. So, um, you know, like Eric Warre, a lot of, like what you're doing, Simon. I mean, there's a lot of people out there giving a lot of uh, positive attention to what we're doing. 
uh, because it's a great opportunity. I mean, I know not everyone listening or everyone out there that wants to do network marketing wants to make a six or seven figure income, but if they make that extra two to $500 a month, that could really change and impact their lives. So um, I, I like the direction it's heading in. Um, I think we have a lot of phenomenal people. I mean, I just saw uh, Eric War is going to have, I think, like Tony Robbins and uh, Russell uh, Branson and stuff at the next uh, GoPro. And I think people are starting to really realize that this is an industry that could really help people. And I know a lot of people right now uh, with the economy and the way jobs are, this is a big opportunity for them. This is a new way for them to go out there and uh create a living for themselves and it's uh it's a great place to be absolutely um now let's shift gears as you being a dad you have three and another one expecting yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> what time management tips can you give i know because being a father and running a business is not easy what time management tips can you share um a, a big thing that i learned a long time ago is about the same time i learned that you have to track your numbers was setting aside the non-negotiable time um, having the kids, you know, I, luckily they're, they're back at school, so I have a little more time right now. Um, but with the new baby coming, I have a three-year-old daughter, you know, it's very easy, especially when you work from home and stuff like that, to get distracted, you know, when they need something uh, to, you know, go stop what you're doing, stop what you're supposed to do, to go, you know, make them lunch or put on a TV show or take them somewhere, is you have to block out that time every single day where it's non-negotiable, where if you're you you know you're married or have a partner, is you got to let them know, hey, here's are the hours I'm available, even though I work from home. These are the times where I have to get my work done. And no matter what is going on, obviously, unless it's an emergency, you, you have to get uh, your income-producing activities done on that non-negotiable time. And it has to be uh, something that's consistent as well. You know, I, I think that you can't do it two, three days a week and then try to, you know, take four or five days off and hop back on it. You know, it's got to be just like a regular business, a regular job. You have to put that time in and uh, not let anything else get in the way of it. Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all ML Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Awesome. Hey, as we uh, wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay? And the first one is, uh, Daniel, what is one of your favorite su- success quotes that motivates you? Oh, man. Uh, it was by Napoleon Hill. It said, uh, tell the world what you want to do, but first show it. And I like that one because it was, you know, I, I see it a lot, you know, everywhere. I think we all do. Is everyone wants to talk about how great they are and everything that they do. But I like that quote because it's saying, hey, you know what? Tell the world what you want to do, but first show it. So go out there and make it happen. And everyone's going to kind of realize it and recognize it on their own. Hmm. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? One habit, um, I, I would say being uh, consistent on following up with people. Um, I think that's something that, that's very, very important. Is um, I think I saw a statistic. It's like seven, 78 or 82% of sales are made after the, the fifth contact. Um, I, I've been very good at making sure I follow up with people. I'm not worried if if they're going to get tired of hearing from me or if I'm bothering them. I mean, if they're really interested and they want help, 
it's our job to go out there and make sure they, they, they know what we're doing and they uh, focus and realize that, hey, we're here to make it happen. We're here to make them help. Uh, you had talked about uh, the person, the leader that told you never, never give up, right? Besides from that, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Best piece of advice? Oh, man. There's been a lot of it. Um, I think believe in yourself. I, I think that that's a big one where a lot of people, and I was there before. I was definitely there um, where I, I would question, like, man, can I do this? And uh, we, we could all do it. You just got to gotta put your fear aside and just go after it. So... Uh, believe in yourself is is the best advice I could get, and uh, on top of it was uh, the top incomers are in front of the room. So if uh, you're afraid to present and you're not at your company meetings doing presentations, set your own up. And uh, you know if it's a small group, if it's just your wife or your friend, uh, start doing presentations and, and get comfortable presenting. I like that. Top earners are in front of the room, so you don't have any room or tra- training to speak in front. <laughs> do your own. I guess you could do your whole meeting with one person. Yeah. You're in the front of the room. This is yeah. really good advice. Um, so say you have a qualified prospect now. What's your favorite prospecting to? Do you use like a sample? Do you do send like a video link? Do you do like a Zoom meeting? Or do you meet people for coffee and do a flip chart? What, what do you like to use? Oh, man, most of my marketing's online. Um, I, I don't really actually talk to that many people close to me, which I, I need to get better at. I definitely know that. Uh, but I just make sure I go through the process, and it was a uh, uh, the book Building an Empire um, talked about uh, you know going through the process and making the the contacts and the right exposure. So uh, first thing I want to do is when I get someone's information, and like I said, I, I guess I'm a little more old school. I pen and paper is what I like, um, and uh, first thing I do is I'll send them my website. After that, I'll get them on like an opportunity call if the company's having. Uh, after that, I will get them on a three-way call, and if they're still interested and they still haven't signed up after like a three-way call, I'll sample them some product. Uh, then after that, it's just uh, you know, just just keep talking to them, following up with them, and letting them know they got they got to get in, and uh, we're going to make it happen. So I think it's just been following that process of giving the enough exposures and uh, using the tools that the company has uh, and your your team has put together. So when they come in, they already know step by step what they need to do when they get a prospect. Do you have a favorite app on your phone or favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend to our listeners? I use a Podio. Podio is one of the, that I use to keep track of um, everything. It's been working really well to, uh, you know, kind of out. I used to do just Facebook and Facebook groups, and I realized uh, a lot of that, the messages and stuff could get uh, lost in the timeline. So I've been using Podio. Awesome. i got to definitely check it out. I've never seen that. Um, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh, where do I have it next to me? I would recommend Building an Empire. What, what everything I read a lot, a lot of the industry, um, and it's talked about how he, he's built, a, I think, an eight-figure income in his career network marketing. But Building an Empire would definitely be it because um, I really like GoPro for maybe beginners in network marketing because um, it's kind of like a basic of what you need to do to create success. Uh, but this book gives you step by step by step everything you need. Uh, to really grow your business. And uh, that is something I recommend everyone uh, getting out there and, and purchasing. Awesome book. And MLN Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audio book at MLNNationBook.com. Also, the author of Building an Empire is Brian Carruthers, who's been on ML Nation. I cannot remember the top of my head what episode number it was because we've done over 240, 50 of them. But go to MLNNation.net forward slash podcast and just put in Brian, B R I A N, and you see his full name, Brian Carruthers, and you can check out his interview. Um, 
Dan, thank you so much. Here's the last question. Okay, the million dollar question. You ready? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be an interesting one because you do it all. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your wife, you don't know your kids, you're like an alien that went to another planet. Yeah. But then you spoke English. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Ooh. First thing I would do is uh, I would I would just go back to making sure I hit my contacts and and the ways I would do that would be through Facebook marketing. Uh, a, a great thing I learned from uh, another guy I worked with for Chris Record, who's amazing at social media um, marketing and stuff like that, is uh, you could connect with anyone in the world using Facebook and doing just adding them as a friend. So um, I would probably start a new Facebook page. I would go to different MLM groups. Um, that, you know, where everyone's just there to support, not company groups, but, you know, just ones like this and start adding people and, uh, trying to connect with them and, and start a conversation with them through that. So that's where, that's where I would start. Awesome. Last thing, before we wrap up, any last words of advice and then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, best word of advice would, uh, be to give yourself a chance. I, I think what kind of what we talked about today, go out there, expose your business to enough people. Uh, don't worry about people's opinions. Don't worry about if someone thinks you're bothering them. Uh, just move on from that person. Go find the right people. And the only way you're going to do that is by talking to enough of them and talking to enough people consistently. And uh, just go out there and do what you can to be an asset to your team, your organization, and the company. And, uh, you know, if, if they need help on a call introducing it or ushering people to a seat start off by doing that but just go go out there and just take that action and uh what was the last question simon <laughs> uh, what, what's the best way listeners and viewers can contact you and learn more oh, about okay you? yeah the best way would probably be facebook you can do facebook.com forward slash daniel ragsdale uh nwp or just type in my name on facebook daniel ragsdale add me as a friend and uh like i said i love to connect with people and uh, just really go out there and make network marketing a, a better place. And we do that by connecting and, and talking. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Dan Ragsdale. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Dan, D-A-N, at the search bar. you see him, Dan Ragsdale, at the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom and the books he talked about will be right there. And definitely connect with him, superstar leader. In order to be successful in network marketing, Dan, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Dan, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. You too. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course, along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan with a recap and review from a great show from Dan Ragsdale. Make sure you connect with him. Go to MLNation.net and just for search for Dan, D-A-N. You see his last name, Dan Ragsdale, a young entrepreneur. Our father is going to be a stream of four kids and making it happen. Definitely connect with them. And you want to learn about online marketing, I should definitely recommend, you know, recommend checking out his page. Look at what other people are doing. So I'm going to talk about some aha moments here, right? And they are a few, but they are deep. 
Okay, so this is one that I don't have like 20 pages, of, not 20 pages, I'm exactly like three pages of notes. I have about like three quarters of page, but a very, very deep in the things you talked about. Something that seems so simple, but actually many people don't do, but he goes in detail what you need to do. So one of them is, I'm going to go right, um, right to, it's about being responsible. We always talk about, you got to be the person, right, that people want to join. You got to be the, if you want a better prospect, you got to be that person. And how do you be that person? You probably have heard that all the time. You got to lead by example. You got to be responsible. He gives a couple examples. He gives a couple examples. It's very simple. It's like, don't wait for things to happen. Just go and do it. And that, you know, that reminded me, I talked about on the show when I was um, back in old. Five, early 05, I want to expand in Asia. My mentor didn't really know. My mentor was really good, awesome. I'm grateful to him, Steve Schwartz. But he never never had any experience out in Asia. But I just decided to go and do it. I just, hey, I'm going to do it. Now, I didn't, you know, I had some learning. I had some wins. I also had some learning lessons. Again, there's no such thing as losses. L, W, and L. L stand for lessons and learnings. And I learned a lot. Uh, but that made me a better, better leader. Actually, when I came back to the U.S., I was much stronger through those lessons. So a leader, like Dan says, is taking action. Don't wait for things to happen. Be proactive. Even the lesson he shared later on, like top, the great, I love that quote, top earners are in the front of the room. Okay, top earners are in front of the room. They know how to command a room, lead and present. Hey, if you don't know how to present, or you know what you're not, you're new, and you're you know you're just starting out, you can't present in, in a big meeting. Then do your home meeting. Learn to present. Be standing in front of the room. And I still remember. Gosh, my first home meeting was awful. Actually, the first home meeting I ever did. I never done a home meeting. It was actually in terms of any presentation. It was in Malaysia. I was in a tiny hotel room in Kuala Lumpur. At the Capital Hotel, I think it still exists in Bukit Bintang. It's like the touristy area. It's kind of like the Times Square of Kuala Lumpur, uh, of Malaysia. And I went there, and I found it was the worst, you know, location to do because of traffic. It's just like Times Square in New York. And like about ten, about ten people showed up. They're all late, thirty minutes to an hour late. And I had ten people, you know, three little chairs are standing there in the tiny room, and seven people sitting on the bed. You know, that's my first home meeting. But you know, that let me, my, I wouldn't be able to do today or MLM Nation if it wasn't for that meeting. So leadership, being that person, is really just going out there and do it. Don't wait, for, don't wait for your upline to tell you to do it. Don't wait for someone else to sign it to you. Take action. Be proactive. And he talked about ideas. Every idea, he does a lot of ideas, testing things out. And most people don't stick with that idea long enough. And, I've, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to do co-market. I'm going to do this. They talk to a couple people. They don't get the results. And they immediately stop doing it. Instead, it's not necessarily the time, like what uh, Dan said. It was the number of people. He does at least for 100 people. Because after 100 people, you have a better gauge what works and what doesn't. And three things. If you talk to 100 people, number one, you're, and by the way, it's not calling 100, it's actually talking to 100. So it could take some time. Right? If you talk to 100, you definitely get over the fear of rejection. You definitely will get a lot, lot better. And third is you know what works and doesn't work. And you grow very quick. No wonder he's growing very quickly by going through those numbers. And speaking of numbers, you have to track, 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 track. You know, the uh, famous business uh, philosopher and coach, uh, the late Peter Drucker says, what doesn't get tracked does not get improved. Okay? If you want to improve something, you must track it. And tracking, he just used, you know, Dan just used the old school pen and paper. I used a spreadsheet. But just tracking a couple numbers. How many people he actually talked to? Now, not the number of phone dials, but how many number of people he actually talked to. Second number was how many people he set info. And the third thing is how many people he signed up. 
And the big takeaway from that, I talk about going deep really into this, is really good training here, is that it's not about just that he doesn't look at those numbers every single day, but maybe month. Because through the month, you can see the trends and you can see where it's coming from. And, and you know, thinking back to when I grew my business, there were weeks where I talked to maybe 50, 60 people and got no signups. Now, if I looked at that, I think, oh my goodness, I'm terrible. What's going to happen? Like, no one's going to do the business. But when you look at it in a month, you know, normally when I talk to 60 people and no signups, I'll have a week where I got four or five signups. Uh, in the four or five signups, you know, I have a big week. Now, that, where does a big week come from? It came from the follow up. Like Dan talked about the importance of follow up. They'll come from the follow up. So those 60 wasn't just zero for 60, it was actually more like four, five, or four or five out of 60. But if I actually looked at that, again, if I looked at just one week, I'll probably think I'm really, really, really good. Right? Five people in one week. It didn't take five people in one week. It was more for the three weeks leading to uh, up to that, those 60. So it, it prevents you from reacting emotionally and reacting too quickly when you look at the numbers from more like a, a kind of like a 30,000 square foot view of it instead of like being so close to the trees. It was the same. You're so close to the trees, you don't see the forest. You're so close sometimes. I talked to 10 people, people said no. But you don't realize on the 10th person, your skills have probably got a lot, lot better than you talked to the first one. So really good advice uh, right uh, from there. Um, you know, and I think the encouraging thing about network marketing is the person you become, right? You know, he had issues with his company, but he's moved on. He's become so much stronger. And that's why you hear a lot of stories with leaders in network marketing. Maybe they have issues with the company. It does, that doesn't mean like networking is bad, network marketing. There's issues with every company, right? They're run by humans. Things come up. But it's the person you become that no one can take away from you. And when you become that person you become, no matter what happens later on, you can always grow. You grow to relationships. You, you have the wisdom that no one can take. So our last tip is set aside non-negotiable time. Okay, Non-negotiable time where every day these are your income-producing activities. Uh, you know, IPA, income-producing activities, that's non-negotiable. You have to stick to that. And you know, it doesn't matter how many people talk to you. Again, you, you can... Can't say the right person to the wrong right thing to the wrong person. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So it's all about talking to the number of people out there. You know, I just met some people the other day that they've never been exposed to network marketing. They're just waiting. There's people out there waiting to be exposed, right? But you have to go through numbers, especially if you feel you're discouraged. You talk to a lot of people. No one has joined yet. Track your numbers, and I tell you, you get if you talk to a hundred, you're guaranteed to get at least one or two people. Now you may be old for one hundred. But trust me, but the next 100, you probably get three or four signups. The numbers do not lie. That's why in sports and stuff, they track numbers. Um, as you can tell, I'm a big, just like Dan, I'm a big, big fanatic and pro moment and tracking numbers. And I feel that that's not talked uh, enough. So the awesome show. Again, connect with Dan Ragsdale. If you like ML Nation, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot to us. And, and it also help distributors find the show. But definitely reach out to Dan, awesome leader. Connect with him. Thank him. Thank you for listening. And remember, win the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.